And for Off the Block, I'm Vinny Lopes. I'm now joined by UCLA men's volleyball head coach John Spira as his team is preparing to play Pepperdine in the opening round of the NCAA tournament on Tuesday. So, Coach, first and foremost, have to ask, you know, how is your team feeling going into this NCAA tournament on your home court where it really feels like you got a bunch of teams that all have a realistic chance to win the title? I think you're right. I think there are a lot of teams that have a good chance. Uh, I think we're excited. Excited about the opportunity to play. Obviously, there's a little bit of a sense of relief when you get the at-large bid and waiting for your name to pop up there. But we were excited when it was and uh, looking forward to a good week of volleyball ahead. Coach, I want to ask you, obviously, the MPSF tournament didn't go the, the way you wanted to go, but you know, good quality team you, you were playing on the other side of the net. What was the biggest takeaway that you feel that your team learned about that in that loss to Stanford? Uh, what was the biggest takeaway? I'm sure there was a number of them from just the technical volleyball side. I think uh, we had a tough matchup with Stanford all year. Um, they just played great against us. They served really, really well, played great defense. So how we – and we're going to see teams like that in this tournament. So how do we how do we prepare to play teams that are of that good defensive quality and, and what do we need to do to beat them? And I think that's been a challenge for us and one that we I hope that this week of preparation will allow us to improve on and, and we can have a different result. Well, Coach, talking about different results, that's something that – Pepperdine's obviously wanting you beat them twice late in the season. If you've had an opportunity to watch some film on them, don't want for you to give away too much of the game plan, but if you want to, mm-hmm. of course, you can. But is there anything that you've seen that Pepperdine has um, changed or has done a little bit better since the last time you played them? Well, they have changed their lineup just a little bit. And uh, so we'll have to, we realize that going into this that they, uh, they've had a nice run on our home court. <laughs> so they, they are going to be uh, more comfortable than most playing here in Pauley, and I'm sure they're feeling great about the way they finish the season. So their energy is great. You can see it when they compete. We're going to have to we're gonna have to match that energy. And then they're a little bit different than the team that we played in terms of how they're, they're playing and the style of play that they're playing. So we'll have to understand that we're playing a different team. And, and of course, it's the playoffs and the NCAA tournament, so everything is a, a new season, as they say. So we'll be, we'll be prepared for a very, very different, type of volleyball match. We're not expecting it to go the same way it went uh, the first time we played. Coach, want to ask you about your setter, Miles Pertain. You know, just talk, can you just talk about the growth that you've seen from him in this position throughout the season? I think it's been tremendous. I, I think it's hard to have a first-time setter out there on the court and then to have the season that we've had. I think that's really rare and a credit to Miles as a result. And he's still learning. I still feel like at this point in the season, we're still implementing things, talking about things, talking about systems. Maybe a couple of years from now we won't be doing that as much, but right now we're still trying to improve every little day on the nuance of how we run our offense. And, and he's absorbing all that and continuing to learn and using every single day he has to get better. Yeah. And, Coach, big part of your offense is obviously the middles that you're able to, to use in any situation. Just can you um, – just talk about, you know, when you have two great mills like that, how much does that change your game plan, obviously, knowing that, you know, lack of the euphemism, you know, feed the mills? Mm-hmm. Well, that's certainly a strength of ours. There's no question. Um, and it's honestly, we we don't just have two. We have four. I mean, we haven't even seen Danny Matheny very much this year. And Ian Parrish, who started the entire year for us last year, 
has been injured, and, and we may get him back this week, and so that'd be five good medals in this program. So we, it is a strength of ours. Um, it is one we hope to utilize well. I don't think that's a secret. And uh, if uh, we're able to do that and open up the rest of our offense, we, we should be in a pretty good position offensively. Coach, you bring up an interesting element of your team, just the depth that you have. And why ask, while well, depth is obviously amazing, you got a bunch of 19, 22-year-old kids, and I'm sure every single one of them coming to UCLA wanting to be on that starting court, starting lineup. So how do you as a coach juggle knowing that players are competing, but you want to build that team culture? That's a real good question and not an easy one to answer. And, and some of it is, is how you establish what it is you want to accomplish as a program. I think you mentioned that wanting to come to UCLA to, to start. I think back when UCLA was great, you were coming to UCLA to win. And you knew that depth was a, a, the best way of giving yourself the opportunity to do that. And I think if we find the players that embrace that challenge, and are here to win national championships, then we'll find ourselves doing that. Well, Coach, you talk about the culture and the experience. You obviously experienced that in the the 90s. I just would love to get your perspective because you kind of had both ends of the NCAA tournament experience, obviously 94, losing in the finals, but then 95, you know, winning in Springfield. What, you know, looking back, what did you – what was your biggest takeaways from those two NCAA tournament experiences, and how how have those helped you as a coach? Hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. I think uh, first of all, I think humility. Um, I think in in '94 we were pretty confident going in that we were going to win that, especially when Stanford was not selected as the as the at large bid, and Stanford at the time was the number two ranked team in the country. And so I think uh, I think for us we went in there and recognized that you know anybody on any given night can win and and certainly we we didn't we hadn't played Penn State that year and obviously Ramon Hernandez finished that match really really well and uh, and and we lost and I think there's some element of going in understanding that you got to respect your opponents you got to respect the game you got to respect sport <laughs> and how it can go for you on any given night. Um, for the 95 year, I think it's important to just keep in mind that it is you got to be process oriented, meaning that you have to enjoy the process, you have to utilize the process every single day. And I think there was so much pressure on us to win it that year that it wasn't that enjoyable. So I, I try to keep the sense of fun, try to keep uh, focus on the process. And uh, and obviously we're not in that position yet as a program to be thinking about the pressure of winning <laughs> because the expectations are so high. We're not there yet. Hope to be someday. But you come into every season with a little bit of a different challenge as a, as a coach, and uh, certainly those are two very distinct years. Coach, just one or two final questions before we wrap up. You know, one of the things about this week, you get a lot of people plugging in, watching volleyball who may not have – have seen volleyball before. I know you've educated me a lot on serving and the strategy. I was just wondering if you could take a quick second and just help for people who may be tuning in for the first time or heard in this interview, just kind of talk about the serving philosophy that, that you bring to the table and your team. So just fans are more knowledgeable about what you guys are trying to do from the service line. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm empathetic, and I, I spend a lot of time thinking about, obviously I'm invested in the growth of the game, 
and and want to see that. And I think we need to access more of the casual fan, the the people that tune in that don't necessarily know the sport. I think the way the game is played right now is problematic in that regard. We have to, because of the strength of the game, speed of the offenses, precision, um, we have to put pressure on the other team. It's about exerting pressure. And so one of the most effective ways you can do that, not the only, but one of the most important ways is what you do with the serve. So you have to talk a little bit more about how you're pressuring the opponent. And, and sometimes that comes with a certain latitude for errors because serving easy isn't, isn't going to get it done. You're going to lose. And so that balance between um, obviously serving it in, which is clearly the goal, but also putting pressure on the opponent is, is one that's difficult to strike, difficult to teach. And one where if you end up getting into a streak where you miss a bunch of serves, it's hard for the casual fan to really understand. So I, I get that. I'd like to find new ways to probably change rules or the way the game is played in order to minimize that. But right at this point, this is the way the game is played. And Coach, final question, we'll, we'll wrap up on this. You know, lots of great stories happening right now in college men's volleyball you know, obviously you've been doing a lot of work growing the game. What do you feel is the thing, though, that people may not be talking about, but people should be aware about and just some of the excitement happening right now with the sport? Um, I think I think probably a lot of people within the sport know that there's a lot of growth going on, but I think, again, reaching the casual fan and people that may not know, one is they just need to be exposed to it. I think what we hear over and over again is if you've watched men's volleyball, you you walk away exceptionally impressed by the athleticism, and then if you if you get the bug if you if you see it and you really enjoy it you start diving into it you realize that the growth has been tremendous. There's a lot of people doing some significant work in that regard and, and effectively. Uh, whether that's uh, the NEC adding it as a sport, some of the independents that have added, the, obviously the HBCUs and the SIAC conference adding. I mean, there's just continued to be growth at every level i mean four four years ago we gave four grants to the naia because we wanted this is from the first point perspective we wanted to get the naia to their championship threshold which is 40 teams in the naia and nca it's 50 and here we are four years later i think that the last i heard they had 68 teams so we're continuing to see where intentional effort can grow the game and it's exciting you're seeing it at the youth level boys continue to grow getting state sanctioning Already it's happened in Utah and Ohio and South Carolina this year. There's two more votes this next month in, in uh, Wisconsin, I'm sorry, um, Minnesota and Indiana. And so we're, we're in a really good place. And so hopefully everybody learns that, gets excited about the direction of the game.